0: Is it hard for you to say no? Do you avoid responding instead of saying no? Or maybe you say yes when you want to say no. Welcome to episode 298 of The Recovery Show. This episode is brought to you by Denise, Heather, Maria, and Daphne. They use the donation button on our website. Thank you, Denise, Heather, Maria, and Daphne for your generous contributions. This episode is for you. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with a seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes, and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery.
1: Before we begin, we'd like to state that in this show, we represent ourselves rather than any 12-step program. During this show, we will share our own experiences. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you'll find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My
0: name is Spencer, and I'm your host today, and joining me today is Eric. Welcome, Eric.
1: Good morning, Spencer. Beautiful, crispy morning here in late July yeah. in Greenwich, Connecticut.
0: It's been nice recently for us.
1: Yeah. Last week, I could fry oh, an egg geez, on my head. Yeah.
0: I wanted to start with a reading. This is from our book, Courage to Change, July 25th. After years of letting people take advantage of me, I had built up quite a store of anger, resentment, and guilt by the time I found Al-Anon. So many times I wanted to bite off my tongue after saying yes when I really wanted to say no. Why did I continue to deny my own feelings just to gain someone's approval? As I worked the Al-Anon program, the answer became apparent. What I lacked was courage. In the serenity prayer, I learned that courage is granted by my higher power, so that is where I turned first. Then it was up to me to do my part. Was I willing to try to learn to say no when I meant no? Was I willing to accept that not everyone would be thrilled with this change? Was I willing to face the real me behind the people-pleasing image? Fed up with volunteering to be treated like a doormat, I squared my shoulders and answered, yes. For me, that captures where I've been where I still can be. You know, I want people to like me. I want to please people. And so it's really hard for me to say no. And I'm getting better at it. But I think this is a good thing for us to be talking about. You told me you, you've got a definition for us.
1: Oh, yeah, of course I do. Not a lengthy one, as you might really? expect. But nonetheless. <laughs> and this is from Oxford Dictionary. Not any, there is no excuse, as the quote. Used to indicate that something is quite the opposite of what is being specified. It was no easy task persuading her. Hardly any. Uh, You'll be back in no time. An exclamation point. Is anything wrong? No. A disagreement? This is boring. No, it's not. And so on. What was interesting, I didn't really see the definition that we're really talking about, which I wrote in the margin here, is uh, a refusal or a boundary. I won't. Uh No, as I won't do that, what I wrote was typically in response to a request or a requirement to do something we do not want to agree to do, and is not ours to do. So that's, you know, interesting how our program takes a word so simple, two letters, and puts a completely different definition or spin on it. Everyone in our rooms, I think, will understand what saying no means, but it's really not in that definition. And... Noteworthy Scrabble points two.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think words with friend. I think N is a is a two uh, two point letter, so it would be three in yeah. words with friends.
1: Words <laughs> with friends is that a version of Scrabble?
0: It's it's it's. Oh my god! It's like Scrabble on your phone.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. You have way too much spare time. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I thought our definition is quite a little, you know, bit of a sidetrack versus the Oxford, which is a boundary. Yeah. I need to guard against people-pleasing. And that's where this one comes up for me again and again and again, is saying no when I really, you know, saying yes to things that are really not mine, Mm -hmm. uh, just to go along to get along. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have found that that is not what is best for me. Not everyone would be thrilled with this change. Well, that's for sure. You know, I mean, I'm no longer a walking ATM machine for my daughters. You know, I've figured out a way to say no to that. Okay, I have a daughter that's 21, and 17. So this comes up about I don't know every 30 minutes. <laughs> Not really. I'm exaggerating, but at least once a day. And it was came up yesterday. There, I was leaving the beach, they were arriving at the beach, and within minutes of me, you know, going to the men's group meeting, I get the call, Dad, you know, uh, how much does the food cost here <laughs> at the beach at the pavilion? I Well, I don't know why. Well, could you put some money on my card? <laughs> don't you have money? <sighs> I left it home. There is this, it seems like such a little trivial thing, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But in the past, Uh, I was, uh, yes, 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 you know, and this time I said, you know what, (laughs) why don't you, you know, head home and get your card, or maybe have something to eat when you get home, and then I got the inevitable follow-ups with children in particular, you know, it's not over, which is why I thought of, you know, no as a complete sentence comes to mind, there's always a why with kids in particular, why? Oh. And then I've settled, and we talked about this in another episode. what you know, how do you use no" as a complete sentence? And it's very difficult because you always get a I typically always get why. Why are you saying no?" this time? you know, not everybody's going to be pleased that you've changed and no longer acquiesce to do things at whatever they're beckon women at their beck and call. I don't want to is a great response. <laughs> because I don't want to. That doesn't work for me. I I can't, which is physically, I'm driving. I can't stop and transfer money to your ATM card. Yeah. So you can get a hamburger. But little stuff like that, everything from the smallest of things to, to some really, really big decisions that I have to say no to, which take a lot of courage. The day to day stuff just takes practice, I think, you know?
0: Yeah. So you sent me a photo of, of a no button, which I guess <laughs> yeah. you keep handy. And I went out and I, I found a little YouTube video of, of a guy hitting the button over and over again. No.
2: N-O. No. No, 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 no.
1: That's my favorite.
2: No. No. No, no,
1: no. For the last time, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so on and
1: so forth. Yeah. And and what, you know, I keep that thing, <laughs> really. <laughs> Look, I mean, this kind of changing my behavior takes practice, so. Yeah.
0: Helps to have a device, huh?
1: I, I, although I don't really use it that often, I keep it right next to my chair in my living room, my leather, you know, club chair where I watch TV or read. Mm-hmm. And uh, when my daughters start walking into the room, and I know there's going to be a request. For money, transportation, food, my hand just kind of starts going in that direction, over towards the no button. <laughs> no, like dad, dad, dad. I, I haven't even asked yet, uh, but
0: <laughs> but you know what the
1: answer is going to well, be. I'll just you? i'll let the i'll let the hand hover there. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. And it gets funny. Obviously, uh, the point is to make it a little bit funny to break some of the tension. Yeah. And also, the the thing I, not, I now don't like about that button, although I think it's hysterical, I sometimes walk into their bedroom with it in my pocket, <laughs> you know. That, what, what's in your pocket? Uh, go ahead. What, what do you need now? But I but I don't like the tone of voice used by the button. And I understand it's meant to be humorous. Yeah. So.
0: yeah.
1: But, you know, we can say no with as much love and compassion as we can say yes. That's another one of our readings, I think. Yeah. We can say it in a loving way. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to say it with, you know, negative body language, expression, and exclamation points. True, true. And it's more effective when I say, no, that doesn't work for me. Or no, thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs)
0: Let's take a little bit of a look at what's the problem. I mean, why, why do we not say no? Or why do we not say no as a complete sentence? For that one, it's like, I always feel like I have to justify the answer. And like you say, sometimes you get that pushback. Like, why? Why no? What do you mean no? Why? I can't just say no. I have to say no because. Right. But sometimes I really don't have to say because. You know, sometimes it's sufficient to just say no. And not in the Nancy Reagan sense. (laughs) But I think the big one for me is, is comes out of people pleasing. Um, I want you to like me and I'm afraid if I say no to you, you won't like me. Of course. You know, this is also about saying yes when I mean no, which sometimes happens. Um, used to happen a lot and maybe, maybe a little bit less now. Uh, I got a call from my wife. She had a friend who needed a ride to a treatment center in Detroit, which is, a 45 minute or one hour drive for for me. And she wanted me to, to take her friend. And I really wanted to say, no, I really didn't feel comfortable doing this. I felt like it was, I was enabling, I would be enabling something. I'm not sure what, and you know, not my friend. And I felt like this person was, you know, maybe taking advantage of my wife uh, because this was not the first time something like that had come up, but I said, yes. And then I called my sponsor, <laughs> which is the wrong order, right? Um, <laughs> I called my sponsor. My sponsor said, after I explained the situation, said, you know, you could have asked for time to think about it. Ah, the pause. I'm like, um, yeah, you're right. I could have. I could have said, I can't answer that right now. I need to think about it.
1: Where was he 10 minutes ago? Yeah, I, well, <laughs> he was right where he was. I
0: just hadn't called him, right? <laughs> right. Okay, so that's the thing.
1: Yeah, he's right in your pocket.
0: <laughs> uh, he was
1: right there the whole time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which gets into the what are things I can do when I'm when I'm not ready to say no, but I don't also don't want to say yes or I'm not ready to say yes. And that's okay. certainly one of those. How about yourself? What why are what what are things that make it difficult for you to say no?
1: Well, I mean, obviously that you know this disease has just dragged me around so long by the nose by the nose, not the yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh But but oh, also,
0: wow. okay, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, part, an unintentional pun. You know, I've been dragged around. So look, anything to just try to you know. keep keep the ocean from breaking over the dam, over the jetty, you know, and uh, saying no just seemed to escalate things. So I just would say yes to such ridiculous requests that were so inconvenient out of my way and really not mine to do. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. just focusing back on the positive, why and how, you know, some tools we can hopefully use to take away or talk about that, you know, how do you follow up with when asked why? Or people are not used to you saying no. I just wrote it a couple down because that's really not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know that? And, and with a very, you know, gentle tone of voice because that's really something that you can do. Or I don't want to. That doesn't work for me. You know, all kind of neutral. But the point is, it's not mine to do. And if I say it, really try to say it. In a tone of voice, is that, you know, hey, that's really something you should be doing. I'm busy at the moment. You know, anything that just says the door's now closed, I'm moving on. Boy, there's such great articles with <laughs> you. If you Google, you know, saying no, you get just, you know, you're in, you're, your screen gets just choked.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Oh, this, this problem has been around a long time. Here's some This is from The Art of No, from the Huffington Post says, have your, quote, no phrases as ready as your business cards. Keep them handy. Keep them honest. And then it gives eight guiding principles. The art of no is about focus. What you decide to not do leaves more room for doing what you need and want to do. And that alone is a powerful, you know, couple of sentences. Can you articulate, even rank, what is important to you? You know, how important is it? If you say yes to something that you have no energy for or no interest in, and it's not a priority for you, then you're not being fair to yourself, and you're not being honest. It may feel easier to not answer at all, but your lack of clear communication puts someone else in a difficult position. There are all sorts of ways to say no with grace. Practice these phrases and make up a few of your own. No, I can't do that, but I can do dot, dot, dot. No, I'm not available to commit to something like that at this time. But I appreciate you asking me. <laughs>
2: mm.
1: No, that isn't something I'm really great at. But maybe X, Y, Z would be a good resource. Some, sometimes it's okay to pass the buck. No, that's out of my scope. But here's how you can get it done. Uh, no, but thank you for asking. I can't do that. Let me know if you can. I can help in another way. And mean it. Yeah, really
0: good. One of the articles I was reading that just reminds me, I think it might have been a little story where a person was, his boss asked him to do something that he really didn't want to do. And he said, well, I can't do that, but I can do this other thing that needs to be done. You know, so it's sort of putting a positive in there in the process of saying no, Um, you know, stepping up in a different way. That was something he could do. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that is that's an un- interesting compromise. one too. Yeah. I'm jumping all over the place here, but I found this um, in one of these uh, Psychology Today articles. There's a discussion about negativity and, and no, and what the difference is. Um, and it says negativity is a chronic attitude, a pair of emotional glasses through which some people get a cloudy view of the world. Where negativity is an ongoing attitude, no is a moment of clear choice. It announces, however indirectly, something affirmative about you. And I thought, well, that's, that's a nice distinction. It's like, I'm really making a choice. I'm, I'm really saying something positive in the, in, the, in the process of saying no, rather than just being like, oh, no, I can't do it. I'm never going to do anything, which is sort of the negativity thing. And I liked that. The yeah, no is an affirmation of what I stand for or what I stand against. And this one shows up all over the place in quotes and stuff. If I don't say no, then saying yes is meaningless. Or as one of the articles had it, when I do say no, it makes my yes stronger. Yeah, I like that and i never really thought about that i thought well i have to say yes because you know i have to be nice to people and and what it really is that is it's that's a weakness right and it's it's a like if if i always say yes you know it doesn't tell people like oh this is something i really do want to do for you or this is something i really do agree with if i never say no and some of these, uh, at least a couple of these articles, I think most of them got into this. And this such there's such wisdom here about when to say no. Yeah. Like, what is you know, what are the circumstances in which I really should consider saying no? I liked this list. I think this is again, this is a Psychology Today article, "The Power of No." I think is where these came from. But, uh, when it keeps me true to my principles and values. So somebody asked me to do something that really is against my beliefs. And I want to say yes just because, you know, I want to be nice. I want them to like me. But in saying yes, in either agreeing with what they're saying or agreeing to do something that I don't stand for, I feel like shit. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: How about you? What? When? When do you say no?
1: Well... More and more, I guess, is what comes to mind. I, I, uh, all over here, the 1st I'm still on the first Huffington Post, the art of saying no, the art of no. There's just so much good stuff in here. Saying no is, is more than being, quote, all about you. It isn't being selfish. There are times when you should say yes, even when it does inconvenience you. This may not sound like a principle of no, but it is. You live your life with other people. You care about these people. And you want them to feel cared for, loved, and respected. In a non-manipulative, mature, respectful relationship, there are times when saying yes, even if it puts you out a bit, is important. I don't mean be a doormat or that you have to be a superhuman and do everything for everyone. Just recognize sometimes there are times when a compromise is good. You know, here again towards the end, it says you decide where to draw the line. Whether it is where to donate money, there is always someone asking, or when texting is allowed at the table, some situations cause guilt or friction as a result of your decision. Create some boundaries ahead of time. Articulate rules when you have a calm, clear head. Mm -hmm. Then when you need to act on them by saying no, they will be handy. You know, and I wrote down here, by using no, I empower, yes. You know, I don't dilute. My yes, because it it used to, it used to always be yes. Mm -hmm. So that when I said no, it was, you know, greeted with disdain and, uh, and shock. But the more I do say no to things that really are not my business to do, or they're an inconvenience or are, you know, perfectly able to be done by others, which is really a huge part of our program, not doing for others what they're fully capable of doing for themselves, especially children. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when I do that, I enable. So I say, nope, you know, that's something that is uh, really for you to do. I don't dilute my yeses, you know. When I do now say yes to something, it's because I I want to or it's necessary or I can help in a way that is, you know, something that my child isn't capable of doing. If they're asking for help with homework, of course I'm not going to say no to that. But if they're in their bedroom asking me for a drink of water, yeah, okay, Uh, You know, the the kitchen is right outside your bedroom, right? You know that? Okay. And you know where the cups are. You do not have
0: feet in here?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Did an alligator somehow take off your limbs? So, uh, no, you can do that. Yep. is a perfectly acceptable answer.
0: (laughs) I, I learned an important lesson about saying no to things that I don't actually have the time or the energy to do well. This was a few years ago. I was volunteering for a whole bunch of stuff at church and, and in my personal life and at work. One of the things that I had volunteered to do was to help be a mentor to a boy who was, I guess, eighth grade at that point to help him, you know, explore what he believed in life and what was important to him. And I had also volunteered to do some other things and I, Really, I felt like I didn't give as much as I wanted to give in that mentoring relationship. I felt like I let him down. I don't know if he felt that way, and it's not its not really important for me to know whether he felt that way, because I felt that way. I felt like I, you know, sloughed off on the job. And so the next time I was asked, I looked at the responsibilities that I already had, and said, "Can I add this big thing to what I'm already doing?" And I and I said, "No, I said I, I at this time I can't do as good a job as I'd like to do at this, and so I, I have to say no." Uh, and that's that's been a hard thing for me, uh, but it's also been a really powerful thing to to recognize. You know, it's I mean, it's a boundary on me, right? It's a boundary that I don't have infinite time and energy, and recognizing that enables me to do better at the things that I do have time for rather than trying to please everybody by doing too many things and not doing any of them well i have not forgotten that one because i you know there was there was an emotional impact on me from that experience and just recently i got uh, an email from somebody at church saying hey we're doing this thing and we'd really like you to be a part of it And my first, my first response was one of my old behaviors, which was to not respond. Okay. If I, if I don't want to say no, and I don't want to say yes, I'll just give you the silence. You know, about a week later, she wrote and said, Hey, um, you know, in regards to my earlier email, what do you, what, you know, what are you thinking? And I was like, right. Okay. I have to, I have to do something here. And I wrote back and I said, look, I'm, I'm not sure what the commitment is. I'm not sure what you want me to do and whether I can, I can commit to doing that. Can you, can, you know, we get together and, and I can, can I get some more information? And she's like, yeah, sure. We're having a, a, a session on uh, the 11th. Can, maybe you can come to that and, and understand what it is we're asking. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then I can make a decision. And I think there's, there's a, there's this thing like, I'll get back to you. I'll think about it. A way of of not saying no while saying no. If I say that, I need to get back. I need to think about it and give a response. I can't just use it to say, yeah, okay, I'll get back to you. Like someday, maybe never, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) If-ish.
0: If-ish, yeah.
1: (laughs) The uh, article here just also, so many. Again, I don't know if you hit on this already, in Psychology Today uh, from August 29, 2016 by someone named Chris Gilbert, MD, PhD. pretty smart person, I think. When, why, and how to say no. You know, the whole thing's worth reading, but just trying to, you know, cherry pick. Most of us are taught to be nice and make family gatherings Mm conflict-free, which means when you get right down to it, saying yes when we want to or ought to say no. For this reason, I think of the holidays as, quote, the season of healthy no's. Because saying yes can be bad for our health. And then it goes on and on, but it says when to say no. And I highlighted this stuff here. That's really good. I thought to get in touch with what his or her body really wants to practice saying both yes and no in a response, in response to imaginary questions such as, can we stay with you? When you do this, pay very close attention to what happens in your body when you say yes versus the physical sensations that arise when you say no. If saying yes gives you uneasy sensations, tightness in your chest, belly cramps, you shouldn't say yes. If saying no gives you a twinge of excitement, energy, and empowerment that that reinforces the uneasy sensations, just go with saying yes, then no is the obvious answer. But sometimes the answer is less obvious. For example, when you feel excited by both saying yes and no, or anxious in giving both answers. In such cases, simply ask yourself, which answer elicits the strongest physical sensation? And go with whatever your body feels strongest. And then I also wrote, or just wait. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, our body can help us make these things. But the, the all of this requires the, that we hit the pause button. You know, because it was just a visceral reaction to say yes in the past. I didn't think.
0: Yeah. That article at the beginning has a story about a woman who said yes to something when she really wanted to say no and then really suffered some physical health consequences from all the stress. And that reminded me of uh, an, a talk I was listening to recently by an Al Anon who said, you know, we talk about how alcoholism kills. We see people dying from alcoholism. Al is also a killer. It's just not as obvious we die because we accumulate stress in our body which turns into cancer and heart disease and so on and it's just as important it's just as important for us to find that recovery to to be able to set those boundaries to keep our health and that connects with me to this story about this this woman who said yes to hosting her her family for 10 days oh my god uh, oh. i can't even imagine Ten minutes. She was completely exhausted. Shortly afterwards. she came down with severe bronchitis. Despite taking medicines, she coughed for two months and re- remained weak for another month. I'm like, oy vey.
1: Okay. Yeah, depression. She got depression. I mean, that's the last thing of that article I was going to quote was the bottom line is that answering with an assertive no instead of a submissive yes can help avoid the helplessness that promotes disease. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One more hit on, on psychology today, the power of no wielded wisely. No is an instrument of in- integrity and a shield against exploitation. Yeah. It often takes courage to say it's hard to receive, but setting limits sets us free.
0: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Really, really good. The, uh, just two sentences I'll paraphrase here. It's likely that we are unaware of the surge of strength we draw from no, because in part it is easily confused with negativity. Either can involve a turning away, a shake of the head, or a firm refusal. But they are distinctly different psychological traits. No is a moment of clear choice. I will not sign. I will not join your committee. Count me out. I don't know if I agree with those, so they sound very negative. But no, thank you. This last sentence, the no that is an affirmation of self-implicity acknowledges personal responsibility. It says that while each of us interacts with others and loves, respects, and value those relationships, we do not and cannot allow ourselves always to be influenced by them. The strength we draw from saying no is that it underscores this hard truth of maturity. The buck stops here. You know, I mean, that's focus on ourselves. Pretty good stuff.
0: So I found a blog post or something on a site called mindful.org and the title of it is no is a complete sentence. And they talk about ways to say no without saying no, which we've mentioned a little bit. And, and what I found interesting here was they have like degrees of departure from no. So for example, one degree is I can't Mm -hmm. two degrees is I'll get back to you, you know, buy yourself time to give yourself a pep talk so that you can decline. Yeah. Three degrees of departure is saying yes to something else. And this is, the, I think I mentioned this already. Yeah. Okay. And the article says, it's, it's kind of a reverse Jedi mind trick.
1: Right?
0: Yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like it. And, and they also talk here about setting boundaries. Setting up boundaries means recognizing that other people have boundaries too. It means asking for consent. So it's also like about receiving no, not just saying no. And then how to say no to yourself. Ooh. Uh, well. <laughs> Say no to that news app that sends you alerts multiple times a day. I've been working on that.
1: Say no to looking at my freaking phone at midnight when I get a text from my alcoholic. Hello? Yeah. What am I doing? What am I thinking? Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. No, and that's, I mean, how often, how often have you been, I've been sitting in a meeting and somebody's phone goes off mm-hmm. and they, check it and run out of the room and then they come back, you know, a minute later, I have to admit, I probably was that person at one time. I'm sure I was that person at one time, but I have learned that it's okay for me to have time when I'm not available. Oh my God. I mean, I think we're, we're, you know, of similar age. I certainly grew up in a time when the only telephones had wires on them.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know, anchored to a wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you were away from the telephone or maybe your house had more than one, you know, our house had two, because there was one in my parents' bedroom where I could go shut myself in when I wanted to talk to a girl all, all, you know, for a couple hours. But uh, yeah, Uh, if you were away from the phone, you were not available. Right. And now there's this expectation of instant availability and I have to fight against that. And when I'm going into a meeting, I, I love that the new iPhone has a feature where I can, if I have the meeting on my calendar, then the phone will offer oh. to be silent for the duration of the meeting. Wow. And and that's good because then I don't have to remember to turn it back on afterwards, you know, because then my wife gets really mad at me when I'm out of the meeting and she still can't get a hold of me. But anyway, it's off topic a little bit. But it's so convenient. And I, I use that in in my my recovery meetings, I use that in meetings at work because it's really rude to the people around me when my phone buzzes. Of course, when the phone buzzes, I have to look at it, right? And then I might have to respond because it would be rude not to. But if I put the phone on silent, so I, it doesn't buzz, it doesn't, it doesn't alert me. It doesn't bother the people around me. That's a positive boundary for me to be able to set that, you know?
1: I think they should call it the uh, the iPhone no phone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, and and my phone my phone goes to silent it between ten at night and seven in the morning.
1: I am I'm eight p.m. to eight a.m.
0: Yeah, exactly. If somebody tries to call, unless it's you know somebody who's on my favorites list, then then they they'll get through. But otherwise, no. Yeah. I'll I'll talk to you in the morning when I'm yeah. awake
1: let's see I was talking to my sponsor the other day and I said look you know I'm doing an episode on this idea of saying no no is a complete sentence I don't know is a good answer I thought of that as a title yeah you know I don't know is a really I think I've I'm using that more and more I don't I don't have to know everything you know I used to think I did I used to think I had every answer oh yeah you know and that's why I said yes sure yes okay
0: and if I didn't know the answer I'd make one up.
1: Uh, yeah, or yeah, just complete BS it, uh, just to sound like I knew.
0: My wife used to say I could, I could sound authoritative about anything, even if I was completely 100% wrong. Yeah. And that is true. And that's something, you know, there's, there's another, uh, shortcoming
1: that, uh, yeah, of course I have to, to let go of. Of course, I know the chemical molecular structure of the nose cone ceramic on the landing gear of the moon shuttle. Yeah, of course I know. Uh, not a clue, but you know, I asked him. You know, the slogans comes to mind two of our episodes on slogans and there are, as you know, in, um, how Elon works and elsewhere in meetings, you know, there are lots of slogans and some people on occasion object to a slogan. That's not technically like in a book. That's conference approved. Mm. And, he, and he said, you know what, Eric? I was at a large meeting last week. There were hundreds of slogans printed yeah. and uh, put around the room. Uh-huh. AA has thousands of them. <laughs> and if someone just makes one up and people like it, they post it on the wall. Sure enough. So yeah. in the men's group, and I took it down for a while, and I just started putting it back up. I don't know where I saw or heard it. Or I probably saw it at a different meeting. But I put it back out, and it's it says, feel good about saying no. I like that slogan. Feel mm-hmm. good about saying no. Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel bad like, oh, no. You know, I can feel really good about it because I'm empowering myself and I'm not enabling someone else. Yeah. You know?
0: We had some quotes. Yeah. Here's one that I liked. So this is from, uh, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, the title is is Top 25 Saying No Quotes. And the second one that on this page, when I'm looking at it at least, I don't know if they always come out in this order, is uh, from Steve Jobs. He says, people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. You have to pick carefully. I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as the things I have done. Innovation is saying no to 1,000 things. And I don't think that anybody would disagree that Steve Jobs definitely sparked a bunch of innovation in his lifetime for him to say the way to get there is to say no to the good ideas that you're not doing so that you can focus on the, the good idea that you've got.
1: Yeah, it's about priorities and yep. seeing, you know, clarity and putting first things first. The other here on the same page. First one, Tony Blair, the art of leadership is saying no, not saying yes. It's very easy to say yes. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Too easy.
0: Sometimes,
1: sometimes. It used to be too easy. Go along to get alone. It's not the right thing to do.
0: Our good friend, Brene Brown, a <laughs> friend we've never met. <laughs> One of the most painfully inauthentic ways we show up in our lives sometimes is saying yes when we mean no and saying no when we mean hell yes. <laughs> that's and true. that's, you know, that's that flip side. I mean, I, I'm sure I have done that. Like there's something that I really feel like I want to do it. I want to say yes to it, but I think the person I'm with the people I'm around my friends, my whatever will not agree with me. If I say yes, you know that they'll think, Oh, that's a horrible thing. Why would you say yes to that? And so I'll say no. And then I'll feel like, huh, you know, why did I say no? And thought about that.
1: A, uh, I mean, these are all really good. This one is uh, saying no gains you respect. When you say no, the other person may feel disappointed, but ultimately they will respect you for taking good care of yourself. And most of all, you respect yourself because you are being true to yourself. Yep. That's Doreen Virtue. Yeah. These all kind of speak of integrity. The next one, especially W. Clement Stone, have the courage to say no have the courage to face the truth do the right thing because it is right these are the magic keys to living your life with integrity good the last one I'll read it here this is really good someone named Robin Sharma focus 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 on your burning priorities say no to everything else life's short you only get one shot at great Yeah. good wait one more yeah okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Pythagoras? Could yeah. that be the guy that wrote Pythagoras The uh, Pythagoras Theorem?
0: Yeah, he, he, he was around yeah. a long time ago.
1: Yeah. The oldest, shortest words, yes and no, are those which require the most thought.
0: Wow. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, I'm going to close with a, a reminder from Courage to Change, January 12th. Now I know how to end an argument by simply refusing to participate in to turn to my higher power for help with whatever I'm powerless to change. To say no when I mean no. And to step back from insanity rather than diving into it. Detachment is a loving gift I continue to give to myself and others. I think we both had fun finding songs for this show. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of songs out about, about out there about saying no, not being able to say no. And I found this one this morning that uh, honestly I had not heard before. I watched the YouTube video and oh my God, it is so powerful. I probably should put a trigger warning on it because although I have not been in that place, I was, I felt very triggered by, by the video. And the song is titled, I can't say no. And it's by Lee or Leah Rue. I'm not sure exactly how you say it. L E A is her first name. R U E her second name. Some lyrics here. I've clipped my wings and waited for a cloud with saddle and reins. I'm glued tight to your finger and now I can't walk away. I can't say no. Though you're there when I'm high, you're gone when I'm low. I'm lost in your world. Tell me, who have I become when I can't say no? Very powerful. A total reminder of how it is, what happens when you can't say no. In this section of the podcast, we talk about our lives in recovery, what's happening in our lives and our meetings this week. Eric, how about you?
1: Let's see. Um, let me go to my little handy spiral notebook and see what happened. I'm sure it probably centered on saying no, as I typically do. Spin all my shares as I'm preparing for this episode with you. During the weekend, surprising, not surprising, almost every meeting topic, I, I'd found a way to weave, you know, how to set a boundary and say no into my share. So let's see, what's today, uh, the 28th, starting last Sunday was tradition four, my 12 and 12 book. I also that day had to go sit with my ex wife, my alcoholic, after the meeting. And so before the meeting, called my sponsor. I said, you know, this is, and we had to talk, I know my ex has been after this meeting for a very long time, uh, threatening with lawyers about, you know, alimony. She claims I've underpaid her over the last five years since our divorce, you know, and I did everything I needed to do prepared for it and had, uh, a couple different attorneys and a CPA vet. So I felt good. I felt prepared. But I still, he said, well, what, what tool are you going to take into this meeting? This before this 12 and 12 meeting. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I I need, I think I'm going to settle on one. I don't know an acronym for it. I'm going to settle for CALM. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my tool CALM with me. And I said, okay, let's make up an acronym. <laughs> okay. How about that for our recent episodes of acronyms, alliterations? So, uh, he said, make, let's, let's come up with one. I said, so I, I think I settled on cautious, aware, listen and be mindful. So in other words, you know, yeah, that'll, that'll do. Compassion, awareness, listening. I check my motives under M, you know, use neutral responses. If I feel like I'm being attacked, just say, you know, kind of, hmm, I, I don't know. Let me get back to you. Yeah. And anyway, the, the meeting that day, the tradition. Uh, four speaks of unity. And for me, I got out what I pulled out of it were freedom, choices, unity, and purity and clarity of purpose. That's what I got out of tradition four. And to avoid diluting, I wrote down, which tradition three, if I can, you know, work tradition four, it helps me avoid diluting, which is tradition three, which was the prior Sunday. And I think I texted you that as a possible future topic, came up with the four Ds, diluted, distracted, diverted, derailed, (laughs) under Tradition 3. Okay. Yeah. So to avoid diluting our program, uh, that speaks again as well to Tradition 4, clarity.
0: Tradition 4 is each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting another group or al or AA as a whole.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I hope all that stuff I wrote down was relevant. I think it was. Yeah. I wrote "Go with the flow." Q-tip detachment again. To somebody came up with a share regarding dishes. I you know, said, <laughs> "Typically, <laughs> keep calm and carry on." I wrote down, "Let things unfold." Would you rather be right or happy? My behavior, good or bad, does affect others. I wrote down, and then let's see. The meeting later that week was uh oh, just yesterday it was on choices. Mm. And another another topic you and I have done. Yeah.
0: I think as we saw in our discussion today, no is definitely about choices too, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And our fear, and and a lot of people spoke about fear in making a choice that would upset someone else. You know, no one wants to upset their alcoholic or addict. So they say say yes to things they don't want to. So actually there were many people that uh, shared about saying no just by nature of that being a choice, a decision. Uh, to be happy, I wrote down, choosing a response, rebooting my day at any given time. And here's where I wrote, I can say no as lovingly and kindly as yes. There was a whole book called Discovering Choices, I reminded people. Think and choose a response, let go or be dragged. Oh, like this. In the beginning, I was duck and cover, now it's stand and recover. Mm. Yeah, mm. Pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I wrote down, one of my favorites, urgent things are seldom important, and important things are seldom urgent. So true. Yeah, it was kind of my week. I mean, I've been busy, really busy with work, trying to finish a huge project, uh, which should be two weeks away from completion. And then, gonna you know, get in the car with the dog and the two girls and go up to Rhode Island, uh, visit some colleges for my 17-year-old and also my 21-year-old to visit Rhode Island School of Design. And hopefully lay on a beach with cucumbers on my eyes for a couple of days.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the plan.
0: Okay. Yeah. Laying on a beach. Sounds <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. True. All right. Well, right. I'm looking back over my week and a couple of things this week about saying yes. Interestingly, or maybe it's not a coincidence. Who knows? So earlier this week we had a sort of organization wide event at work. We call it a hackathon. And the idea is that everybody who wants to participate puts aside their normal work and either by themselves or with a a small group of people works on a solution to a problem that maybe was something. And the theme this year was, what is that one thing that would make your, your life better at work? And people came up with, oh, like, Forty or so ideas. I think most of them got worked on by by one, two, three, four people. They ranged from very technical things to we're doing a redesign of our website, and and a group of people got together to sort of brainstorm what the f- the front page of the website might look like going forward. So it was a real wide range of of activities. And my feeling was, Hey, this is cool, but it's going to take away from me doing my work. Okay. Even though the idea that I was most interested in was something that was directly relevant to my work, it felt like it was taking away from what we had planned to do. Right. And even though we planned that basically nobody in on on my team would be doing the regular work for for those two days and actually the third day. We also had a work picnic, our our summer outing. So basically we had three days gone out out of the week where we weren't going to be, quotes, doing work. And I'm so glad I said yes to it because not only did we make some significant progress on this thing that actually does address a problem that we're going to be looking at in the not too distant future. It's not, you know, this week's or this month's or maybe this quarter's work, but it is definitely something we want to do but also got to interact with some people from other groups within the organization, putting together a solution to this common problem. And then coming together on Wednesday at the end of the day where everybody presented, we actually spent, I think almost three hours in presentations that were limited to five minutes. That's how many people had presentations, a whole bunch of interesting stuff got done. And so stepping away from what I felt like I should be doing I think really was a positive. It was definitely a positive thing. Actually on Thursday morning, my boss and a number of us were meeting and he said, there was so much energy going on. Why don't we have that energy all the time? What what can we do to have that level of energy all the time? Like, well, that's a really hard question. Okay. (laughs) But it's an important question, right? So it was, it was a good experience. I've been trying to say, Yes to little things. My wife is hosting a going away party for a program friend of hers this afternoon. She's been a little bit frantic preparing for the party. And yesterday she and her friend got together and and baked a half sheet size cake with real buttercream frosting. So she was pretty busy. And she asked me to do some things like, hey, can you take out the trash and the recycling from the the dining room so that it's not a mess when people come on Sunday? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Yesterday my daughter and her friends were they're participating in something at a maker fair in Detroit this weekend. She texted and said, "Hey, can you come feed our cat this this evening?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be I was out for the afternoon at a at a festival and I I figured on my way back I can just hop off the bus at her house, go in feed the cat and then walk the half mile or whatever from her house to to my house to Something I could say yes to normally, like my, my gut reaction is, well, can somebody else do it? Can my wife do it? And I was like, no, she's going to be really busy. And this is something that I can very easily do and I can just say yes to it, you know? So yeah, saying no, saying yes, those are two sides of a coin. They're both choices. And it's important for me to, to really, you know, to select the things that I can say yes to a Saturday morning meeting this week. We had a newcomer, so we did step one at one of the tables. That was a really good meeting. And the the newcomer was like, this thing's happening. I'm not ready to talk about it, but thank you so much for being here. That's, you know, for me, that is a a fantastic outcome of a first step table, a first step meeting, is that the person for whom we're doing it gets value. You know, whether they say much of anything or not is not important. I mean, I know I didn't say very much at all in my first meeting, but I got a lot of it. So anyway, um, that's about what I've got, I think.
1: Sounds good. Wasn't uh, someone's suggestion? What was the question?
0: What is that one thing that if you could solve it, it would make your life easier? Not work at all. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, it was within the context of, of work. Okay. <laughs>
1: wow. Uh, work less. Four hour lunches. Okay. All right. that,
0: yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that's a thing. It's uh,
1: Fridays off in the summer.
0: Yeah. You know, and the thing is, like, some of these ideas are things like, yeah, this, I, when I heard one of the ideas that was, I was like, oh, that's a brilliant idea because I face that problem frequently. But I never thought of actually trying to do something systematic to help address the problem. I just, as a friend of mine likes to say, I schlep my way through it every time it comes up. And so, yeah, it's, it was, it's a great question. And it, it was really amazing to see what people came up with.
1: Helps to talk it out.
0: It does. So this is episode 298, which means that the next one's 299. And the one after that is 300 and 300 is like this huge round number. Ooh. Yeah, just around the corner. So I'm asking for you as a listener to call in if the recovery show has had some impact on your recovery, maybe a specific episode or topic that inspired or energized you. Did we encourage you to go to your first meeting? Are you still, you know, waiting on a meeting? Call and let us know what, what the, what your experience of, of this podcast has been in your recovery. And because it's only two weeks off, I'm gonna have to ask for those to come in before let me think, August ninth, I think. Yeah. August ninth or tenth. If you can if you can contribute something, preferably by voice, call call our voicemail number, but by email if if you really don't feel you want to use your voice, that's 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 fine. Do join our conversation. Do share your experience with The Recovery Show. And Eric, what are the ways in which people can share their voice with us?
1: You can call and leave us a voicemail at 734-707-8795. Call right now to 734-707-8795. You can also use the voicemail button on the website to join the conversation. From your computer. If you prefer not to use your voice, you can send email to feedback at show.
0: That is also our website, therecovery.show. There is a, a page there titled Contact Us, which uh, has all that information also. So you go to therecovery.show. We have notes for each episode, which includes links to, in this case, the articles that we talked about, music videos for the, the music that we're talking about. Also this contact page. In the menu at the top, click or tap on the menu where it says contact us. And that will tell you all the different ways you can contribute your voice. We're going to take another break with some music. Uh, well, we're going to talk about some music. Eric, you suggested this song by Megan Trainer.
1: Oh man. I think both of us had pretty full days yesterday. I, I shot over a lot of stuff Friday night, early Saturday morning to you that, you know, printed out when I had a minute yesterday morning but i never had a chance to really read through came in early this morning here and started highlighting and reading but hadn't thought of music so actually was only you know it's we start the show seven thirty a.m on sunday morning i uh was at a stoplight and i just you know typed into my phone songs about saying no and got this one and listened to it in the car <laughs> and man it made me laugh oh wow
0: the title oh. of the song is just no
1: no Yeah, and it's really more the Me Too movement kind of version of, you know, a woman who's very attractive, you know, at a club or whatever. But anyway, some of the lyrics, I think it's so cute, and I think it's so sweet. How you let your friends encourage you to try to talk to me? But let me stop there, and before you speak, to me, no, 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 my name is no, my sign is no, my number is no, you need to let it go. (laughs) And it goes on again, and just finishes with no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. so she was being pretty direct there. No gray. No.
0: It's a really energetic video I was watching. And it was like It's fun. And the, <laughs> yeah, my name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. <laughs> you need to let it go. Just yeah. yeah. You, that will, if that doesn't bring you up, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a blast to watch. I was I was LMAO.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaking of email and voicemail, we did get some. Jeff enjoyed the the Sufi dance that I had a video on episode 296 about spiritual awakenings and experiences. He writes, That's so cool. I actually dance in circles around my apartment while listening to music. Been doing that since I was a young child. A friend of mine once said, The children spin around because they can feel the rotation of the earth or something like that. Man, great show. Thanks. Jay yeah, I mean, just spinning around, spinning around and falling over. But uh, <laughs> April April left us a voicemail.
2: Hey Spencer, this is April in Gasky, beautiful Gasky, California. I'm calling this morning to thank you for an, a previous episode I listened to recently on adult children of alcoholics. And it sort of happened, I guess you'd say, with the help of my higher power and I just really wanted to thank you for having that episode available. I had reached out looking for something for my daughter who was asking me for help and after 20 plus years and Al-Anon realized adult children with alcoholics was a huge help or going to be a huge help for me too and it's just opened up a whole new level of recovery for me and I wanted to thank you for the podcast for having that one specifically available for me just when I needed it. Have a great day. Bye.
0: She's referring to the adult children of alcoholics episode. I think I did that with Emily. It's number 203. If you want to find it, go to therecovery.show slash 203. Michelle writes, She says, wonderful episode, especially enjoyed your insight at the end. One statement you made about your son's choice you were not happy with. I loved that you shared about not robbing anyone of their consequences, that you recognized a year later when he made other living arrangements, he had also learned a lesson that he would have had to learn later if you had insisted he listened to your misgivings. I think that was the last episode, 297, where I talked about when my kid made a choice to live with a friend that I didn't think was a good idea, but... You know, my program said that I have to let people make their own choices and, and, you know, learn their own lessons. And, and, you know, the kid did, it took them longer than I might've wanted, but, but they did. And, you know, no harm, no, no significant harm. They did end up going to a couple of Al-Anon meetings because of it said, Oh, I know what I need to do. I need to leave this guy. I need to leave this, this living arrangement and then I'll be fine. And I was like, well, I wish you'd stay in Al-Anon longer, but that is also your choice. Anyway, we also got a voicemail from Sam.
2: Hi, Spencer. My name is Sam S. I am from Rhode Island. Uh, first, I wanted to say that I love the podcast. Thank you so much for making Al-Anon readily available on the go. Spencer, what I wanted to share is I am part of a 12-step program and a different fellowship. Right now, my schedule does not allow me to get to many Al-Anon meetings. But this podcast is my tether to the program. I've heard so much that is so helpful, and I just wanted to say thank you for providing this service. I can't tell you how many times something that I hear has carried me throughout the day. And I also wanted to share something I've heard before, which is if the medicine works, you may have the illness. So that lets me know that I definitely qualify for uh, being a part of Al-Anon.
0: So thank you very much. And uh look forward to listening and happy 300th episode. So grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Sam, for uh, just letting us know how we help. And I love that saying, if the medicine works, you may have the illness. I have to remember that when somebody comes into a meeting and they're like, um, I'm not sure why I'm here. I don't think there's any alcoholics in my life, but man, what I hear here just connects with me so strongly. Well, if the medicine works, you may have the disease. Finally, we got a review in Apple podcast titled very helpful from Miss Deniser. This podcast is very helpful to me while dealing with lots of different issues. It is a source of great information and support. And I just want to echo my thanks for everybody who supports the show, which includes sharing it with your friends. That is a form of support and you can simply direct them to the recovery.show.
1: I, uh, well, listen, I mean, listen, uh, just as an aside as well, and I appreciate you saying that. This program for me, when I first found you, was, uh, I, look, I regarded it as really a superhero level program because I could plug in for an hour and a half on one topic, okay, and hear all types of different takes and versions on it from guests and from you. And that's what I need. I need to. I need to do deep dives on mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And going to meetings is great. Sharing with a sponsor is great. But sometimes focusing on kindness, okay, for an hour and a half, and all the preparatory time prior to that is what I need at that time. And I need. I need to absorb it. I need to really study it. That's my. My books are dog-eared, underlined, highlighted. That's, uh, that's now I realize that's how I roll out. That's the way I learn. And I'm thinking back to even, you know, college and a, and a very difficult school to get through in engineering. I remember my books were the ones dog-eared, underlined, highlighted, you know, shredded to the point because that's the way I learn. It's just the way I have to do it. And your program, when I first reached out to you, I don't know how long ago now, maybe four years ago now?
0: It was a while back, yeah.
1: And just suggested that, you know, has there been a topic of uh, public outreach, I think, because Mm -hmm. I was the chair for public outreach for our district. And you said, no, how about you join me for an episode on it? And that's where we started. Obviously, uh, I've been involved ever since and contributing in any way I can. and, And, you know, it helps me. And hopefully it helps a few other people, too. So I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that was episode 115. Wow. May 2015. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yeah, four years ago. Wow. Just That's a little crazy. over four years ago. It is. Wow. It is. I remember getting, a, I think it was an email. It might have been a voicemail. I don't remember now. Just the, you know, the sort of hesitation of calling back, right? Yeah. That that difficulty of of asking a stranger for help. Yeah even though you had offered, right? (laughs) It was crazy, but we did. And I'm, I'm so glad. All right. Uh, One more song. And this one we have used before. I think we used it in the episode on consequences, which I forget the number right now. And this is the, the no, no song by Ringo Starr in which he's, he's uh, (laughs) saying no to a whole bunch of uh, (laughs) drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. No, 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 no. I don't, Sniff No More.
1: Tired of waking up on the floor. No, thank you. Please, it only makes me sneeze. I'm not even looking at the lyrics. Anymore. Yep,
0: yep. I found this this note about it on the web. It says, the number three single was written by country singer, Hoyt Axton, and bassist David Jackson as a playful ditty about something always worth a laugh, substance abuse.
1: <laughs> real people pleaser, real crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Years later... Years later, Ringo revealed to Time Magazine that he, Axton, and Harry Nilsson, who sings back up on the track, weren't practicing what they preach in the anti-drug song. We were doing the no-no song with the biggest spliff and a large bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, my God. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Always worth a laugh. Oh, that is good stuff.
1: All right, brother. Yep. Happy 300th in advance. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll call in with something about that. I'm. It's, it's, I'm really proud to be a part of this. Oh, thank you, thank you for including me.
0: Thank you for listening, and please keep coming back. And as my friend John says, that means keep coming back to the program of recovery. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who've had them too. If we did not talk about a problem you're facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. May understanding love and peace growing you one day at a time.